Welcome to Negotiating Happiness, the show that helps you find happiness, success, and balance in your work and life. I'm Adriana Fierster, your host for this journey into entrepreneurship and personal growth. We're broadcasting live on 107.7 and 105.3 FM in New Orleans as part of the United Public Radio Network. We explore the latest strategies, insights, and stories from successful entrepreneurs and experts. From managing stress to building a thriving business, we've got you covered. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Adriana Fierstor, your host for Negotiating Happiness, and we are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. And if you just want to kick back, watch some of our shows, uh, go on to Roku TV and look for UFO Paranormal and you'll find us there. Uh, you know the drill, guys. Grab your coffee, grab your lunch, and join us. Today we've got the lovely Vanya from Transportation Specialists. Hello. Hi. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? It's Monday. I'm good, thank you. <laughs> I know. Happy Monday. Uh, so in this episode, uh, we're going to be chatting about beating the odds in the trucking industry, uh, success, failure, parenting, and everything in between. I have no doubt that we're going to be able to you know, talk for hours if you let us. So here we go. Um, so this is Vanya. She is the forward-thinking uh, founder and tra- of transportation, um, transport specialist. Wow, I can't speak today, guys. She is a transportation consultant specialist and she's had this company for over five years, but she comes in with a wealth of 17 years in the industry. Vanya guides clients as a safety and compliance solutions provider, ensuring they thrive in the ever-evolving trucking landscape in North America. Based in Ontario, Canada, she adeptly manages a bustling household with three kids while leading her successful business. A Sheridan College alumna, Vanya also takes an active role in the business community. So I hope you all tune in. If you don't get a chance to or you have to cut out halfway through, just remember that we're streaming live everywhere as well and you can access our archives. Um, You can even listen in your car on SoundCloud. So here we go. How are you? I'm good. Busy morning, which is typical. But uh, Mm -hmm. but today I had to bring uh, the cat in for a follow-up. So we had that accident with the cat, unfortunately. Oh, no. But yeah, so typical morning with a little bit more oomph on a Monday. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, yeah, when I first thought about doing this show and I was talking to the producers, I don't know what kind of took over me. I was like, yeah, I think Mondays will be perfect, but I take it back. I don't think they'll give me that perfect. So here we are. Not, or that is perfect, to be honest with you. I mean, something's yeah. always going to happen. Something's always going to come up. It's just how you roll with that and just right. take that like breather and move forward, right? Right. That's true. So I guess take us to what a typical Monday would be like for you and your business. Oh, typical Monday for me, apart from the cat and the vet today, that was not a typical Monday, but your typical Monday really starts at six in the morning. Uh, And it starts with making sure that the kids are all packed and ready to go with the three kids, obviously off to school. And then uh, usually with business, it's uh, again, I roll in at about 830 by the time the kids are off. And uh, we start kind of doing a little bit of team building. So, you know, obviously everyone kind of gets on, says good morning. And we talk about like what we're working on, what are our plans today, our goals, uh, which ones we need to follow up with. So we kind of take down and break it down a little bit. Like if there's maybe 20 or 30 tasks, uh, break it down into, into about a third of that. 
and start kind of working our way down the list. So usually I'll do that morning 8.30 wake up call with them and do kind of figure out what they're planned. And then uh, right before lunch, we do another follow up to see how they're progressing. Right. So you're in constant contact with your team then? Yes. Right. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what you actually do. I know compliance can be a wide range of it is. You know, things. So why don't you dazzle us with the million things that I'm sure you and your team are capable of doing? So there's not one thing that we do, and that's true. Uh, a lot of what we actually cater to are transportation companies and their needs. So we don't necessarily have, uh, we're not your a trucking company, but we're a consulting company that focuses on what they need on a day-to-day -day basis. So let's say maybe they have a problem with something, um, you know, a permit or something that, you know, a driver maybe needs to go to Alaska and needs specific documents. So we kind of go through um, little things that they need. They also, we're also the typical company that says, okay, well, someone's stuck. Uh, we're, we tend to be that um, that kind of like, you know, green light that they call to say, hey, we need help. This is what we do. Uh, majority of what we do, though, does focus on anti-terrorism. So we do deal with a lot of the anti-terrorism program that is in the U.S. And there's also uh, a Canadian version of that. And that is actually one of our big focuses is really trying to counteract uh, the amount of uh, fentanyl or the amount of drugs that are coming through the borders right now, it's a big, a big issue that we have right now, both in the Canadian U.S. and also obviously right. overseas, as well as Mexican and, you know, the U.S. border as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, that sounds super, super impressive. So um, how did you how did you get into this? Like, tell us a little bit about your journey. Oof. So I got into this actually because of my dad. So my dad uh, has always been an entrepreneur uh, since I could remember, to be honest with you. And uh, we, he started his own trucking business back in, I think it was about 17. So it's a while ago, mm. um, but he started his trucking business and I kind of uh, helped him get started. So that was uh, kind of something that drove me uh, towards helping him instead of kind of taking a back seat. And, um, and that was great. So I got to learn a little bit of odds and ends on how he kind of runs it. And yeah. I kind of put my own spin into it. Obviously, you know, as you, um, as you have that experience, you start to kind of say, okay, well, maybe not this way, let's do this way. So entrepreneurship really started when I was about 17 with my dad. Um, I forgot the question. <laughs> no. No, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. That's how you started. That's in awesome. terms of yeah. how I got started in, yeah, in the yeah. consulting. Um, that was something obviously, you know, with having the transportation with my dad, I ended up having or ended up leaving. And I actually went back to school because my passion was actually to be a vet. So I went back to school and did some animal care, got into genetics. That was great. But then I had my first kid. And that's where my career in that field kind of ended because I couldn't be a working mom and leave my kid at like six in the morning and not see my child until six or 7 p.m. when she was sleeping. So I ended up uh, kind of, you know, being on mat leave. And uh, my dad actually told me that there was another consulting company that was looking for someone. So that's right. how I really got into consulting. And then I started, um, I kind of opened up my own because I found that I couldn't guide um, people the way that I wanted to. I was limited to what I could say. I was also limited on how I can help them. So really transport specialist was created to, to guide those people and 
where I needed help in the transportation industry when I had the trucking with my dad, right? I didn't have that help. So that was really the goal and, you know, what progressed me into the consulting. Right, because I can imagine that the trucking industry is regulated by so many laws, so many requirements, so many... They're ever-changing. Yeah, and like safety standards and whatnot. I mean, every industry has a little bit of that, but I can I can only imagine the trucking industry is wild, especially in North America, because we're so, um, I don't know, we just drive everywhere. The distances are wild. And it, I mean, I guess in other, in, other, in other continents as well, you know, where like in Europe, where all the borders are pretty much open, they would do a lot of that as well. So I just kind of wanted to... Um, not glaze over the fact that you are a woman in the trucking industry because I, you know, as I was trying to do a little bit of research for today, I stumbled upon an article from ctvnews.ca, which is a Canadian news channel. And, um, you know, and it says that, I mean, it's not hard to guess, but obviously it's a male dominated industry. And the percentages of females that are in this this industry are wildly low, something like four, between 14 to 17%. I think, and only I think 5% of them were drivers and the rest of them would be kind of like in the management kind of back end area. So talk a little bit about your experience with that. I mean, you, you, you can give us, you know, like real, you know, you're hundred percent correct. I mean, numbers. Yeah. You're hundred percent correct. Um, there's not many female, uh, drivers. I think in our, our amount of clients that we have, there's probably about four that we have. So really, I mean, that's like, that's less than 2%. Um, but the irony is that, and the thing that I love the most is for every successful trucking company that has ever started, or not ever, but the majority of the trucking companies that have started, uh, there's always that wife or that female in the background doing the administration, which I always find it really, really funny. Um, we it's actually because just we're good it. at it. I don't know. I don't care what <laughs> anybody says. It is. It's because we're good at handling so many things. Um, what I have a problem with, and I'm sorry to interrupt you. What I have a problem with is that it's not appreciated or paid the way that it's supposed to. That's my. I disagree. Really? I, I think oh, it's appreciated, man. but I think the the lack of appreciation is only noticed until after the fact. So when that mom <laughs> or like that female leaves, it's that moment of like, okay, well, we need to hire somebody else. And it's trying to find, and that that is a bigger issue that I have is finding the right person because the good ones are always taken, right? You right. always find the, the really good people who can multitask. Those are always, they're already taken. So trying to kind of get them back on board or trying to find them that, that, it again is hard, but we had a, a, a new client of ours that just actually onboarded uh, last week. It was great seeing her as a, again, her husband has the trucking business. They've got over 150 trucks as an example. And, uh, and it was the wife who had the meeting with us. She wants to get into certain programs that we, that we have in, in terms of the anti-terrorism. And I can see her in the background and I can hear her kids in the background, you know, talking, she's got two toddlers, they're not in school yet. And she's like, I'm so sorry, you know, I'm going to be interrupting this meeting a lot. And you see the kids like running back and forth with like the toys and like the yeah. like, snacks. And she's like trying to open up the snacks. And she's like, she apologize. And I'm like, no, you know what? It is so hard to be a working mom and have kids at home. Like mm -hmm. that whole thing is two jobs in one. 
right? We just need to normalize it. Yeah. I think we just need to normalize it because it's it's not going away. And we've talked about this many, many times, but you, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you don't have that kind of relationship or, you know, day-to-day -day contact with your kids, you're a bad mom. If you do that, then you're just a bad employee or business owner or whatever you want. So I think we just need to yeah. normalize the fact that we all have um, responsibilities. And maybe once we yeah. do that, it's the, the judgment. It yeah. is, but one, yeah. maybe once we do that, it'll also become more acceptable for the men who are, you know, they are involved dads and they are great dads that it's maybe it's okay that a kid is going to run through their Zoom meeting. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. You don't see it a lot with the men because it's it's kind of frowned upon. It's like, well, you're not being professional, right? You're but, not man enough, right? You're not man. Right. But it's, it's right. I hate those comments like that. I really do because... Um, how do you expect someone to to really be in that in that position and feel you're belittling someone, you know? And exactly. and that's one of the things that I always preach to even my kids is just be kind. You don't know what someone's going through. There was uh, a couple years ago, uh, my older daughter I had gone on a field trip with her, and she had said she was like pointing out the kids' names. She's like, "This is this person. This is this person. This is this person." And it came up to one of the kids and she's like, this is this person, he's a bully. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, you can't say that without no, she's like, well, but he's really mean. I'm like, but you also don't know what he's going through at home. You know, yeah. like you can't judge someone, it, you know, fine. Maybe they're, you know, not very nice to you today, mm -hmm. but you don't really know what is going on. You don't know what they're suffering with. You don't know. And that's one of the biggest things is, is trying to just be patient with people and just be just be kind just be a good human yeah and it 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 goes the same for you know your employees your coworkers your your vendors your clients it it's the same thing um i think we just need to give ourselves a little bit more grace and i i think we're just getting there only because of the pandemic because that kind of blew uh, you know the door wide open on what's going on at home because we were all working from home right so yeah. just before we head into that, I'm sure you have some very, very interesting facts about how what your business was like during that time. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to um, there's Suzanne here from mm -hmm. True Bloom. Um, they're all on Instagram, so I can't feature your comments on the screen, guys. But thank you so much for joining in. I see Bianca. I see um, Phil and Angela. And I see Leaders Lounge and Earth Elements and Brittany. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Um, and if you guys have any questions, just remember that we are live and we are taking questions. Just uh, leave us a comment wherever it is that you're watching and streaming. And we will try and get to all of the questions. Now, tell me... And I, I mean, I asked this question for all of my guests here. Um, what was the pandemic like for your business? What, how <laughs> did you, obviously you didn't sink, you swam, so you made it out, but. We grew, we grew, yeah. um, which was nuts. So when we originally started, so I opened up the company back in 2018. So 2018 uh, was kind of our big red flag or, or not red flag, but our green light to say, hey, um, you know what, I'm going to go on my own. So I ended up quitting uh, in October. And then in November, we kind of went live. And, and we kind of found out we were pregnant at the same time. So our third kid finding out we we're pregnant. And I was like, Oh, this is great. This was not planned. Okay, 
all right, let's go. It was planned in terms of being pregnant, but it wasn't planned at that moment, right? Like we were we were planning, yeah. you know, earlier or later, but not that second. He's um, the sweetest ever for anybody listening. Let me tell you, you didn't have to plan that kid. The universe planned that kid for you. He is the sweetest kid ever. He's something else. <laughs> he's he's a character, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. loves everybody and uh yeah, he's he's great. He's adorable. Um, when when that happened, that was 2018. So 2019 rolled off. Obviously, I had the baby, you know, in uh, in July, and uh, and then kids started going to school. So I had two kids in school in September, and then COVID hit. So COVID hit in uh, in obviously in March. So I had the baby, which was not even a year old. He ended up burning his hand during the process of uh, the pandemic. So avoiding hospitals, having to go to the hospital every other day to change his bandages. And then um, the girls, the girls were uh, JK and SK. So it was, and at the first part of COVID or the first part of the pandemic, you weren't, the school structure wasn't the same. It was very much like, okay, here are the documents that you have to download for your child. These are the documents that you have to get them to, and then you have to take a picture of it. So you have to take a picture of it. You have to do all these things. Here are videos. So I had to stream like YouTube videos on what they needed to watch. I also, we were doing, um, we also have a second language at home. So we were also doing Saturday school for them as well. So we had that going on on Saturdays. And it, I think it was when my son was about, I'd say eight, eight or nine months that I was just like, I can't, I can't do this on my own. So my husband ended up uh, staying home um, because I, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, I was going insane. It was difficult. I had two employees that I was training at the time. I had the baby and I was nursing full time. And then I had the kids. So then he ended up staying home, which is really, really helpful. He also cooks, which is phenomenal. Um, so that's that's really helpful. Shout out to your husband. Yeah. <laughs> he cooks better than me and I have no shame in saying that. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, awesome. unless it's lasagna, that's me. So that's okay. okay. But okay. So um, I'm coming to your house for lasagna. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> but in terms of, uh, really he had to, he had to step in and help because I couldn't mm. do it. I was, not only was I still kind of dealing with the mental aspect of being pregnant or not being pregnant anymore, but nursing a child. So, and, and going through all those emotions. So I honestly, I have a feeling at that moment, I was still going through postpartum. And it was yeah. hard. So it's mentally exhausting. You had your own business, trying to grow that, having the kids in school, technically, not really. And then also having the baby and still kind of dealing, everything kind of just like, you put a bandaid on yourself and you kind of just deal with them. And then how do you, where, where do you find that time to fix yourself? There's, and no, kind of there's no time. There's no time where you can allow yourself to do that. I can relate to that yeah. very much. What was it like to, um, like, you know, the moment in the day where you actually do get to, you know, close your computer, the kids are somewhere or sleeping. What, what's like the first thing that goes through your mind? When that happens? Yeah. Yeah. Like when that happens. I really don't stop. I mean, I wish right. I did. I was going to say, I I don't. You, what I expected you to say is I don't know because literally my mind is like a million I mean, places. So yeah. yes, thank you. That's exactly what happens. You close the laptop, the kid's sleeping and you're like, all right, do I get to chill? No, 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 no. Yeah. 
there's a kitchen to clean or there's this to do there's laundry there's do I prep the stuff for tomorrow and like my kid's not in school school yet he's in daycare so I don't have to like pack lunches or anything but that's wild with three kids I don't know I don't know how you do it it's routine uh, and it is consistency yeah. I find one of the biggest things and one of the challenges was trying to keep the household clean and that's a big one yeah. Um, because it's so easy to allow yourself or allow your kids to say, okay, just throw everything, whatever, and then we'll clean it up on Saturday. But then there goes your whole weekend. Yeah. So what we're finding that really works with us is little things. So maybe picking on like, a, you know, every Tuesdays and Thursdays, as an example, just quickly wipe down the bathrooms. That's the big one. Um, and then the clothes, uh, we turn it into a game where they throw it down like kind of like the banister of the stairs and they just chuck it downstairs to the main floor. So my laundry is on the main floor, which mm -hmm. is great. So they chuck it down the stairs and then they have to kind of bring it into the, into the washing machine. So they it's do like, help a lot. It's like chaos with purpose. I love it. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna if you turn it into a game a little bit, it yeah. does help. So yeah. um, they like vacuuming. So that's a bonus. We do have a little robot. Can I tell you that that, that thing's a lifesaver though? It doesn't do mm -hmm. stairs, but it is a lifesaver. Um, and then obviously with the, we have cats and dog, right? So that gets really, really busy. But I think the majority of the time is really just trying to be okay with not getting something done and don't being hard on yourself. That's a big one. And that's something that I struggled with a lot last year, which was how come, and it's not, it's not me judging somebody else, but it's me saying, okay, well, how come I don't have my house as clean as that person? Or how come I can't get my stuff, you know, in order just like that person? It, it was me being hard on myself. And I think that's the hardest part is being okay with the fact that your house isn't as clean as, you know, Instagram, as an example, right? That was the hardest thing, I think, of being able to let go a little bit and saying, okay, you know what, we'll get to it another day, maybe not today. And that's okay. And you know, for any parents listening, when they come across this, I have to tell you that when I was a kid, um, I never remembered if our house was at any point in disarray. Like our house was pretty clean, but I'm sure there were points in time where our house was in disarray. I never remember those times, but you know what I remember? I remember that my mom never stopped. I remember that my mom never watched TV with me. My mom, not that she didn't want to, she couldn't. That's what I remember as a kid. So every time you think that, you know, this needs to be clean, this needs to be done, blah, blah, blah. What are your kids doing? Are they asking you to play with them? Who cares? Just go play with them. You know what I mean? Who cares? You just worked an entire day. You're providing for them. You're providing for a household. Just go play with them. Who cares? But it's They're also hard. It's hard. Like yesterday I felt... I felt like my, my cup was empty, like literally. And I, I pointed to my cup and it's like, I feel as empty as this cup because I had nothing left to give. To I had give. to, yes. I woke up at six on Sunday because the cat was going mental in his little crate. Cause unfortunately he's boxed in for, for another week. Um, because, yeah. because of his paw. So he's been taken off his collar. So I've been dealing with that. And then we had a showing. So our house is for sale. We had a showing, and so we had to make sure that everything was organized for obviously the showing, but the showing was at 12. So it was like literally nonstop from six in the morning. And then I finally got to sit down. It was 840. And I remember my older daughter came back downstairs and she's like, I just need to ask you a question. And I was just so done, like just really bloody done. Like I had nothing left to get it. And I'm like, 
what are you gonna eat? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like just and taking that step back and being like, you know what, she really needed me, and I couldn't give her two seconds because I was just I had nothing left to give. Yeah. So this morning when I, I actually woke her up 10 minutes early and I apologized to her. I was like, I'm sorry, you know, do you remember what you wanted to talk about today? But it's just like, it's trying to take that breather and be like, okay, you know what? They still need you. And it, it does suck sometimes. It really does when you don't have anything else mm -hmm. and they still need you. Um, and then obviously being the default parent, they always need you, right? It doesn't matter what, they need you all the time. But um, so what we've worked on and what's worked for our family is, you know, having a special day. So once a month, uh, one of the kids has a special day that they go and do an errand. I mean, mind you, it's not for me. The errand is for the house, right? Grocery shopping, whatever you need to do. But yeah. that one kid goes with you and can address any questions that they have freely without any other kid around, right? So they That's don't get judged idea. or whatever. That's such a good idea. We've got a comment here from Suzanne that she sent in on Instagram. She says, we need to remember what they say on an airplane. Take the mask and breathe in first, then help others. It's so mm -hmm. hard because I agree. I 100% agree, Suzanne. Thank you for that wonderful comment. Uh, but it's so hard because Suzanne's also a business owner, so I'm sure she knows. You, everybody's looking at you for questions at work. Then the kids yeah. are coming to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you're working together with your husband. But, you know, again, sometimes the default parent thing kind of gets in the way. And then you also, like, you also have your own questions and your own things that you need to deal with, right? And a lot of the times that gets pushed back. So part of the reason why I thought of this concept for the show too was we're not only entrepreneurs and parents and friends and siblings and whatever else, but we're also individuals. So we yeah. need to address like what, you know, on the scale of life, what makes it worth it for you? Like what makes it balance it? You know, like in an ideal world, yes, there's so much more with entrepreneurship than it would be to be an employee. Um, and if you don't think that maybe you need to work somewhere else because maybe, you know, you're overextending yourself for something that you don't even run. But that's a whole other, you know, topic of discussion, yeah. labor laws, employment laws, you know, who knows. Um, but what makes it what makes it all worth it? You know, and I'm not talking about, yes, like you want to spend time with your family. You want to go on vacation. You want to raise your kids right. You want to provide for them. You don't want them to be in pain. Of course, that is undeniable for anybody but what makes it worth it for you like vanya the individual the superstar what makes it for you i don't know if i'm a superstar but thank you, you, for that one. you um in terms of business what makes it worth it for me is knowing that when clients call us and they say um i don't know what else who else to turn to i really need help and my friend has given me this number he said you know what call vanya call transport specialist and they'll help you and we're usually able to like that makes it worth worth it for me right. in terms of the business but that's yeah that's one aspect that's one aspect in terms yeah. of the family part so i struggle with this one and this is something that i thought about and one of the things one of the reasons why i opened up my own was really because i didn't have time for my kids and ironically i don't <laughs> have that bloody time with my kids now 
But do you know that meme way, way before you go on? Do you know that meme or the like the million of you know videos on social media right now of I wanted to stop working nine to five, so I became a business yeah. owner and, and I work twenty four seven, and I just die every time well, because I'm like, yeah. And I usually see those at three a.m. So yeah, we I went to showcase uh, over the weekend to pick up. We have kids' birthday parties, and um, they had like free stickers for my kids. And it was so funny because like every kid picked a sticker and then my son grabbed a sticker and he's like, this one's for you. And it literally says hot mom mess club. Like it literally was like met, like it was just like hot mess mom club or something. It was just like, amazing. it couldn't have been more accurate, but what amazing. the reason why I started the consulting and why I had left where I was, was because I didn't have time. I was rushing to go pick up my kid. I didn't have time. She was always left behind and I wanted to, uh, really be there for them when they had school projects or when they had like the field trips. This has probably been the first year or the first month of school that I haven't been able to take a lot of those field trips with them because there's two that go on the same damn field trip. So it's like, okay, I got to pick one and not pick the other. And, and then it's like that guilt trip because I have a middle child. So it's a little hard to try to kind of pick you know, okay, well, I'll do it with this one and not with this one. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I get to a point where I can't. I do try to make it up to them by having that special me day, like I said, yeah. on uh, on a weekend. But it is it is hard. All I can say is that, you know, I'm putting the effort in now. So then that will happen. And that will happen because I have to make it happen. And I want to. But the effort has to be put in now as we're growing. Right. Right. So what what about you? You missed the, the third aspect of just you. I need that to is a work you. in progress. <laughs> okay, well, before so I, that, hold on. Has done, before we, I've been better. Okay. I've been better. Okay, but, but hold on. Before we get into that, before we get into that, I just want to do a quick station ID for anybody that's tuning in because we're already about halfway through here. So you are listening to Negotiating Happiness, and I am your host, Adriana Fierstro, and I am here today with Vanya from Transport Specialists. And we are live on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network at 105.3 and 107.7 FM in the beautiful city of New Orleans. Um, I guess I, I should have... Um, one thing that I forgot to address, I know we were talking about the pandemic and having the kids at home. Some of our American friends, uh, depending on the state that you were in, if you didn't experience lockdowns, that meant that school was out. You couldn't, the kids had to go to school online. Maybe you were in those states that that happened, but that's why it was significant. Why everybody was all of a sudden all in, you know, one room for oh, we had hours We had, um, once they went live, like once yeah. the, the year, the second year into it, I had literally the kids set up with their own desks, with their own laptops, with their own headsets. Everyone was on headsets. And I had uh, yeah. I had an employee with me at the time as well, um, who currently works with me. She's my my basically my second hand. And uh, yeah. she had her daughter with us as well because her daughter also went to the same school. So that was great. But we had it set up where like we literally had to take lunch with them. So then that way it was, or that lunchtime was our time. So we kind of took shifts. But it was it was it was hard. So that was a benefit yeah. though too. So as as much as it was hard, the it was great because you and your employee were able to modify your business schedule to fit around your family as well, right? So that didn't have a dedication. Choice. You didn't have a choice. You have but a you choice. know what's funny? There uh, again, not to knock on the other parents, but you know there was there's always like a it feels like moms never have a choice, no matter what they do. 
they never have a choice. The dads sometimes do. And again, that doesn't mean that they don't, you know, make up for it in other ways because a lot of them do, right? But it's just funny how we're put in a situation and then we're like, fine, we'll just change the landscape of what it means to be in a professional business. And we're doing that. We're doing that, right? And that's why when I hear all the Gen Zers with their four day weeks and I'm just like, look, I know you make fun of millennials online and you might not like that I still like to part my hair sideways or you don't know what a freaking cassette is. However, I like I support you. You want to make that four day week as a business owner. I still support you. I think it's great. So we are changing the landscape yes. of what work means, which is amazing. So I will say one thing about Gen Z that I think yeah. is phenomenal. And it is the way that uh, the parenting style has changed quite a bit. I find that as millennials, um, it's still very much a role of one person. And then there's like that default parent. But I find with the Gen Zs now, and I appreciate that, and I absolutely love it, it is more of very much more of a partnership. I find it more so. Which is great. Yeah. Great. Like, please lay off of us with our, you know, fashion styles, because let me tell you, go in store right now. Those cargo pants, where do you think you got them from? (laughs) Where do you think you got them from? Like, lay us off with the fashion thing. But yeah, no, kudos to you guys for for pushing that through. But anyway, that was kind of a segue into the, the whole why that was difficult and if people were wondering why your kids were at home. But um, let's go back to what makes this worth it for you. Like, I want you to tell me, like, I had a guest one time tell me that it was made it worth it for her because she could arrange her schedule so she could go to the gym at 5 a.m. To me, that sounds like hell. To her, that was heaven. So, like, I want to I wanna know the details. I really like, I mean, really what works it, what makes it worth it for me is being able to, it is making sure that I can take care of the kids at the same time, but it's, it really isn't about that. It really is about helping people. And I really do like that. And I like the fact that I can actually say, hey, you know, this is what you need to do. That makes it really worth it for me. It also, the fact that our team, can I shout out to our team? Because our team has, we're all women, which is phenomenal. And the fact that all these team, you know, players or these, you know, the part our team, oh my God, our team dynamic is all women. We also cater around and we're, we're making it flexible to an extent, obviously, about, you know, being able to take your kids somewhere or being able to go to a doctor's appointment, being able to pick up your kids from work or from school or whatever it is that you need to pick them up from. And I do value that. And that's something that I struggled, like I said, being on the other side of as an employee, not being able to have that flexibility of even, at, you know, half an hour you know, extra to go pick up my child. And I was getting yelled at. I don't need that. We don't need that hostility. And that's the frustrating part. Um, But for me, what really makes it worth it is really helping people, to be honest with you. That fulfills Mm -hmm. my soul. It really does. Now, what is going to fix me is a different topic. And that, I think that is for everybody that is a work in progress. It doesn't matter, you know, who you are. Everyone always has to work on something or everyone has to or feels like they need to work on something that is everyone's, you know, goal is different. Everyone's goal is different. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So my goal this year is to work on myself. I'm working on it, but it is a work in progress every year, right? Like, are we talking about time off? Are we talking about health? What are we talking about? I really need to take a vacation this year. I really need, I really need to take a week off and just be. I don't care if that week means I'm just like, you know, starfished on, I don't know, sand or in front of a TV. I don't care. Like to <laughs> me, it just really means like just, just quiet. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you know, I'm your girl. Like, hit me up. I will play it for you for free. <laughs> That's what gets me my dopamine hits, just planning travel. Um, that, yeah, that sounds good. What if, what if you were challenged to, so today is January 29th, which feels mm -hmm. like the 49th month of January. It's been crazy. Um, yeah, so 29th of January, what if somebody said to you, gave you the challenge of, Vanya, look at your schedule and plan all of your vacation time right now for the year? What would you say? I think that's I doable. Yeah. I think, I think if, I think, so with me, I do really well with challenges. So I'm very, I like that stuff. Yeah. Um, but okay, so but for I, the record, oh, for anybody that doesn't own a business or works in a small small business like this this is like anxiety inducing because you're literally taking yourself away from the day-to-day -day operations and the fact that you can say i have a team that can still work while i'm away is a huge milestone so i just wanted to point that out to people and i know so, i can i know our team yeah. can it's just yeah. being able to i don't micromanage but um being able to actually put it down is being able to say I'm going to take a vacation or I want to take a vacation is still very much not as concrete as actually writing it down, if that makes any sense. Exactly. But that's why I'm saying you got to block it off. You got to do it now. It makes sense. But it, but then the reality of that is like, so I do see both sides. Blocking it off means that it's a, okay. It's set in stone. It's there. That also means that I can work my schedule around that time and saying, mm -hmm. no, no, no. I've already got something planned that day. So logically, that makes perfect sense to plan it ahead but then part of me is still kind of like ah, i don't know if i can do it <laughs> listen that uh anxiety is never going away so um i don't know everybody i talk to is the same so I, i'm not the expert i'm just the the messenger right so have don't you marked down them on your calendar what vacation days <laughs> i am taking off almost three weeks are you May really? to June. I did it. Phenomenal. I did it this year, a couple of days ago, a week ago. I don't know. I don't know what came over me. I went over to my friend and I was like, we are doing this. And she's also a very stressed out, overworked, you know, lawyer um, who is a partner. So she's got all of that responsibility as well. And she's like, I don't care where we go. What do I throw money at? Let's just do it. And I understand that's a very privileged thing to like have right. to be able to do. And I'm very grateful for it. But I last year worked through weekends, mm -hmm. holidays, like you name it. I worked through it. And I, I, it's not just for comedic effect when I say that I'm up at 3 a.m. working. Mm -hmm. I am. Okay. So <laughs> I earned this. I not, but I did it. I did it. I find that... I used to be able to clock off when the kids were back from home, like back from school at 3.30. Yeah. I would clock off last year. But this year has just been such a whirlwind. We've been getting busier and busier. And I find that I'm, as much as I'm clocking off at 5.30, I'm not really clocking off at 5.30. So I'm staying yeah. here until 6. And then 6 turns into, you know, fine. We have dinner, whatever, put the kids to bed. 
typical. And then I'm back on checking my emails. Like that email, I think you had sent me when it was like 1130 at night. And I was like, like I responded right away. And it's like, I need to stop that again. That is one of the goals is really just saying, okay, you know what? I'm done for the day. That's my time. See you later. We'll deal with it tomorrow. I'm not putting out emergency fire. You know, it it is hard, but I was able to do it last year. So, Mm. you know, with an experienced team now that I have from last year, they're more experienced. I should be able to also do it this year. But I find that it's just been so busy and it's like, I can't get through it all. And it's being able, okay, well, it's just the domino effect of like being building up now and then tomorrow it's going to be more and then it's going to be just like constant, constant. But again, it's honestly, it's, I have to start delegating that a little bit better. That's something that I have to work on this year. Um, Also blocking off that vacation time as much as I want to do that. It then means that I need to actually. (laughs) But did you know? Okay, but wait, let's get technical and nerdy for a second here. But did you know there are five types of time blocking that you can do with your calendar? I did not. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm going to send you a a thing that I use. We use this in our retreat that we ran last year. And we also do this exercise called um, automate, delegate, keep, and delete. And the goal, you win the game if you have like as close as possible to zero in the keep pile because Mm -hmm. you are the owner. So like stop doing all of the work. You like, Mm -hmm. you need to start acting like more of the owner. And that's not some, that's not some ego thing. That's a, you need to free up time to do development and growth, not doing the actual day-to-day thing. So we do that with all of these wonderful, fantastic, successful business owners, and they still have, problems identifying some of the the things that need to move from column to column and that's not because they're lacking in skills that's because you need to do this exercise over and over and over you know you know how like they tell you these like business concept of um build right first stage Mm -hmm. grow and scale there is so much more growing after that. You cannot convince yeah. me otherwise. So even if you go through those stages, I feel like you then go back to stage two, grow again, then scale again, grow again, then it's cyclical, right? So, so now we're on the growing again. So that's where yeah. we're at again. We've been yeah. back and we're going back. So but th- I feel like, um, I feel like with that being said, in terms of delegating, it is you're right like i find that with me especially now because we are growing it's bottlenecking um and that's something that we have i have been delegating but in order to it's it's kind of that thing where it's like that guilt where as a business owner i don't like being called the boss um i prefer being more of a leader or a team player and that's why i always say like transport specialists is a group of specialists that work in our field because it's it's really is a team effort but I do find that, especially for me to be able to start scaling and growing, I have to start kind of taking that step back. And you're right, 100%. I have to delegate more and be yeah. able to say, okay, you know what, this has to kind of move forward in order in order for me to get to the next step. And that's that's the one thing that I have been working on this year. Um, but it is it is hard to say, okay, you know what, at what point is it okay to put on so much on that person? And that's something that I need to um be able to say if that person needs a little bit more help they should be able to reach out to me and say okay i need help or i'm behind on whatever um 
that's something that we're working on, right? But, but it's hard. that comes that comes with being accessible and a good leader, right? So that's never going to go away. I think you're always going to be needed, right? And you're right. It's about finding that balance and finding the time to be able to do it and organizing it into your day to day thing, your calendar. But it's um and. And people don't know, but you're also not speaking as somebody who does everything manually. You're very tech inclined. You're very much looking for the next solution, which is great to be as a business. So even having those resources and those setups, it is still hard. I don't want anyone to think yeah. that it just gets magically easier. It doesn't. That's why you're back in the growing stage. So those kinds of exercises that I had just mentioned, those need to be done every time you're back in that that growing stage because something has changed fundamentally with your business regardless if it looks the same if you've got the same website if you have the same services or whatnot you know your team changes your your um the your processes change internally the way you collect money the way you ask for money the way your clients approach you like everything is always a constant um rotating you know wheel of wheels <laughs> like it never stops right so it's really great to talk to business owners who are very much aware of that and it's also really nice to hear that even though you have a you have a pretty large team for a small business well when I'm talking I'm talking comparing it to myself right um that work for you full time so with that being said of course you're always going to have to be available that's to only been you're always going to have to mentor them and you know like we grew, we were at two for about three years and then we grew to seven in just the last year. So it has been nuts, but it's like, it's funny because it's kind of like all of that did come from, from Maya and because I started taking little pieces off of me, right? Like, and I always like, it's like a piece of meat, right? And I'm like, take the leg off, take the arm off. Okay. That person's doing that. It's a, a branch of a different department. So everything basically started with the, I always like to say it's like, you know, we're the tree trunk and then you start yeah. kind of branching different departments yeah. off, but it is bloody hard to, oh, to delegate, especially when you know that there's going to be mistakes and it's okay to make mistakes. Mistakes have to happen. Yeah. It's no different than a child learning how to walk. They have to learn how to crawl and then they have to start taking those steps and they're going to fall. Right. But those stakes have to, those, those, Mistakes have to happen in order for an employee to say, okay, I know what to do next. How do we fix that mistake happening? But it's allowing and being able to allow that mistake to happen. And depending on what the client is, some clients are more okay with it. Some of them are like, no, man, you can't, you can't do this. Like, this is bad. <laughs> so, you know, we're pretty good. We have a really good, you know, like I said, our client base is phenomenal. And that's one of the things that I, I've always said. If a client is ever mistreating any of our um, employees, then they're gone. Like yeah. no one at all deserves to be treated or mistreated uh, wrongfully, especially when we're all human. Yeah, totally. Totally agree. And I'm sure that your staff appreciate that. Um, if you were to give a piece of advice to somebody that is just starting out in the industry, what would you tell them? In terms of transportation, mm -hmm. your overhead. So really, that's a big one. Know how much things are going to cost. Um, you know, things like your truck payments, your fuel, knowing how much your trailer is going to cost, how much that's going to cost in insurance. Uh, knowing where you want to run, that's a big one. Um, it really is really hard to start in, in, tra in transportation. One of the requirements, especially here in, in Canada, is having the experience but experience does not give you 
everything. Experience just gives you experience on how to drive a truck. It doesn't right. necessarily give you experience on how to get that freight. And that freight right now, especially in, in transportation in the last year, it's been really, really bad. It's been really, really down. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a lot of new uh, ventures that are coming in that are undercoating each other. And that's the tough part, especially now, because really, realistically, um, if you don't know how much you can run your truck for, and you're running it, you know, for less than nothing, you're running on fumes, they're going to be out of business within six months. And that's the tough part is trying to help someone who will take that, um, that advice and, and really kind of put the effort into figuring out what their, what their costs are. And then you've got those that, you know, automatically don't have the slightest idea on how to run a trucking business and they're adding five trucks. So we try to uh, tell them what not to do or how, how to fail. But I mean, realistically, if you've got your mindset, you're going to do it, you know, whether you're listening to advice or not. Right. Right. Well, that's very good advice, right? Going for your overhead. If you had to do, so it, now think about your business. If you had to start all over again, would you do anything different and why? Yeah, I wouldn't have kids with me if I was back. <laughs> okay, that's not, that's not an option. That is not well, an option. <laughs> you know what? Um, no, I, 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 I wouldn't. I think, and I've always believed that things happen the way that they need to happen. If if I would have made it all over again, I think it would have happened the same way, even if I didn't want it to. Um, right. I don't think I've done anything that has made an impact because I'm a type of person that um, I don't jump. I very hesitatedly kind of look at something and then I make down, I write my notes down of like, okay, is this the right way? to do it. Um, I try not to, um, yeah, I don't take that bait very easily. I kind of just, I'm very hesitated when I make or calculated steps, I guess you can say, I wouldn't make anything differently. I think if I had to, I would probably, I wouldn't do anything different. There's nothing I could have done. I honestly, I don't think so. I think you're saying that too, because you're the type of, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think you're the type of person who also um, understands what it means to fail and what you can get mm-hmm. out of failure because that's inevitable whatever, whatever you do however successful you are um, if you let failure take you down you're not going to be successful so that's how I know that you're not that kind of person right so how do there's you deal two with failure that, there's how two quotes that I always um, yeah I always go back to which is let them and it is what it is so let them is like, if someone were, someone's like, I, I tell this to my kids all the time, someone's being mean to you, or maybe being mean to somebody else, and you want to jump in, like, you can try to assess the person, assess the situation and say, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this. And if you walk away. And if they want to act the fool, then let them, let them do that, let them do whatever they need to do, you don't have to jump in. So if they've made a mistake, the mistake has to be, it's let them, they have to make that mistake. Because if you're over on top of them, always teaching them how to how to do something and not let them build that forward, then they're never going to make that mistake. And then they feel right. guilty for failing. You have to start building those blocks. And the other one is it is what it is. Like the way that it happens is how it has to happen no matter what. We went through turmoil the last two years. I've been pretty chaotic here. 
um, with, you know, life in general and just things breaking or just it, it happens. Yeah. But if you dwell on it and you just kind of let it take over, you start to forget that everybody else also has to go through things. There's the quote that's like, you know how everyone always says, oh, we're in the same boat. We're not. We're in the same sea in a different kind of boat. <laughs> so some people are in a yacht. Some people are in a canoe. Some people don't have a boat. I mean, but a dinky, we're all in the same sea. A dinky that's like, you know, yeah. just like keep trying to like, take the water like, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep going. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. That's uh that's a really good quote. And that's a really good way to look at it. And if you don't look at it that way, then you're not you're you're not learning from entrepreneurship. You're just going through the motions at that point. So that's really good to and and it's not I love talking to to I guess business owners, entrepreneurs that don't have uh, a very typical like here's a bunch of capital that you should invest. See, see how you're going to open up a business. I like talking to the people who just went, I have, I have a computer and I've got a mm -hmm. bunch of ideas. Let's make them happen. Right. That's, that's what's so interesting to me. Not that the other types of businesses aren't, but they usually end up being like the huge corporations or the chains, the whatever else. Right. It's the small businesses. They all started the same way. Well, yeah. some did, some did not. Some just right off the bat have the capital and did it, right? We are not those people. Fair enough. <laughs> we are not those people, right? So um, we are the people that have a good idea and have maybe have some money that can, you know, you can invest in there. We had to make different decisions regarding resources. And I, I see this talking to clients all the time. It's like, okay, you, you keep saying that you can't invest in this and you can't invest in that because you're mismanaging your resources. Even if you have, you know, only 2% of what you make, that 2% needs to go where it counts most, right? Whereas other people don't have that problem. They're like, oh, our, we need to increase our marketing budget? No problem, right? What was that's, it, what was that's it not a couple us. weeks ago that you were like, um, and I was telling you, I'm like, this doesn't work for us. Like we'd have to change our process around. And you, you made a comment and you're like, so what's stopping you from changing your process? Right. And I literally ghosted. I didn't even answer. You that didn't question. respond. I know. I and I was not. like, oh, was that a little too much? I, like, I don't know. I did, but I was just like, she, and I was like, I sat there. I was like, that's a freaking point. Like, there's nothing stopping us from our process. Right. But, you know, there is. And it's kind of like, okay, at what point? Okay, I've got it. You know, we have to start kind of working on an all-inclusive CRM. That's our next step that, you know, we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Um but trying to take that next step is like, okay, now I've got to spend more time. That is not your, you know, nine to five or eight 30 to five 30 time to now figure out what that step is going to be. And it's yeah. like at that moment when you're like, so what's stopping you? I'm like, oh, I don't have time to do this. I know. <laughs> yeah. not yeah. with it. <laughs> I know. And, and I say that with the utmost like love, compassion and understanding because I get it. I know that. It's just, I'm the outside person, right? You are the inside person. You're always going to be the inside person. And this is why I love making these kinds of connections and networking and talking to other business owners and sharing ideas because sometimes people will be able to take you out of your own head. I've been there where people are just like, so why don't you just do it? I'm like, well, uh, 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 and I keep making excuses. And until I do it, then I'm like, why the heck did it take me two years to do this when I was able to like do it in a, in a week, right? So it's helpful sometimes to have those conversations, even though they're, you know, they, they bring up uncomfortable things, though that's what growth is. They need to is. happen, yeah. No, you can't grow. If you're comfortable, you're not growing. 
growth comes yeah, with uncomfortable things, right? So, well, we're, we've got three minutes left here. So obviously the hour flew by. Um, I, it's funny because you were asking me, like, I was looking at how long this is going to take. And I was just like, what are we going to fit into a full hour in here? And I'm like, please, please. <laughs> we could talk forever. And also, yeah. uh, every guest says that or they're like i'm nervous why are you nervous you're just talking to me you're okay you know it's uh it's funny how that how that happens but we have two minutes left i just want to ask you just it could be whatever you can whatever you want to say but what makes you happy knowing that my going it, it does revolve around business it really does like i'm happy doing what i do now i really that fulfills me uh, but knowing that I have employees that are women that are able to also cater to their needs when I struggled as someone in business uh, on the employee side, that fulfills me. But also knowing that I will have that time and I will make that time. I have to make that time for my kids a lot more. Knowing that I don't have to put them in before, like before school or aftercare, knowing that, you know, I can have, you know, they can make dinner with me or like help me you know at home like Kira sorry my my oldest was putting um she was doing pure later uh labels like FedEx labels and she was excited for it <laughs> and I, I don't force my kids to work whatsoever but I mean you know I will it's teach fine. them to help right if they want to help it's I called transferable skills from a young age it's fine yeah. well she's a little entrepreneur herself which is mm. phenomenal she created a uh like a, a rescue uh group in uh, at school which is great but uh, she's delegate. I've taught her how to delegate. I just wish I could take that own advice, but I did teach her how to delegate into different groups. And so like I helped her kind of do, okay, what if you do this, right? But I kind of let her do her own thing and lead her her own thing kind of going through. But I mean, she's 10 and she's rocking it. So I'm super happy Which with that. It's super important. It's important that you're letting her, you know, make those decisions. It's getting well, her She's got to make her own mistakes, right? But it's getting her to think in a way that maybe most kids her age aren't thinking, right? So yeah, she's doing um, she's doing a speech. They have to do a speech at school right now, and uh, she picked the topic, which I thought was great, um, how not to fail or how not to get fired in your work in your job. And I was just like, this is phenomenal. So I mean, we'll see what that turns out to be, but yeah. It. I'll let you listen to it as soon as I yes, get it. Yes, you have to. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, and thank you for, you know, uh, sharing your wisdom and your experience. Uh, you need to come back on, and you need to tell us about what's happening in your ever-evolving world of trucking. Because I'd love I to. think it's super, super interesting, especially as a local and a mom and you know a friend and whatnot but yes thank you so much and thank you to everybody that tuned in we really appreciate you please make sure to like and follow and subscribe so that we can keep making this kind of content and bring you um you know um continue to bring you wonderful wonderful people that can teach you things so um Thank you to the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network. We will have a guest next week as well, so tune in for that. And if you want to catch some of our other episodes, uh, go ahead and find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, you name it, we're on it. Thanks again so much, and we will see you next week.